Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. So last four weeks we are talking about giving, the doctrine of giving. First week we understood we are not the owners of the wealth that we possess. The wealth that today we possess, it belongs to God. God has given the wealth to us so that we can manage the wealth. We are called stewards of the wealth that God has given to us. Second week we saw, we give because we worship a God who is a giver. In fact, he gave his own life to us. So because he has given his own life to us, we follow his footsteps and we are able to give to God today. And third week, we talk, talked about how do we unlock the hidden treasures. You know, the treasures are there everywhere. But God wants us to find those treasures and he wants us to unlock. And we read that, we studied that from the book, from the life of Isaac. Isaac was asked to dug the wells. They were buried in the time of his forefathers. And when those wells were buried, and Isaac was called to dug those wells. And when he dig those, those wells, he found water. Water was there, but you know what? Isaac could not find that water until he removed that mud out of those wells. And God was teaching us, saying that the blessing that God wants us to give, it is somewhere, it is hidden. And God wants us to take those treasures in our lives. And we found out the only way we can find those treasures and we can take those treasures is by giving. By giving to God. And last week, we saw... The reason why God blessed us is to become, a, to be a blessing for others. God wants us to be a blessing for others. That's the only reason God has blessed us. And we understood that from the life of Joseph. Joseph was blessed and lifted up like anything in the, in the, in the, in the country of Egypt. And there was the reason why Joseph was lifted up in that nation. You know, Joseph was called to bless his family. When their family came to Egypt in the time of famine, God blessed Joseph to bless his family. You know, the reason why God has given blessings to us, it's just simply God wants us to be a blessing to somebody. You know, we talked about the promise God gave to Abraham. Promise God gave to Abraham has two parts. First part, I will bless you. Second part, I will make you a blessing. I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. You know, if those two are not happening in our lives, that simply means we have not inherited Abraham's blessing. When we inherit Abraham's blessings, we are blessed and we are able to bless someone else. And as I said, God does not really prosper us with the purpose of raising our standard of living. God really blesses so that we can raise the standard of our giving. When we receive a blessing, that doesn't mean that we need to go and spend the entire money. When we are blessed, there is a purpose of giving back to God. That is the purpose. And finally, we discussed from Psalm 41. And there David had a great revelation from God. And David says, blessed are those who consider the poor. The Lord will deliver him in the day of trouble. Blessed are those who consider the poor. 
And we took that further a little bit and tried to understand who are those poor that the word of God is talking about. And we came, we put, you know, great statistics. We came across one statistic which said, according to UNICEF, there are 21,000 children die every day due to poverty. 21,000 children. There may be other small causes of, you know, other, other sicknesses and other diseases. But the majority of the majority cause is poverty. Even today, there are 21,000 children, they die every day because of poverty. What God, we can do for the poor people? That was the question that you and I asked at the end of the service. They made a call to do something for the poor people. And the result was, we, the small congregation, came up and saying that, you know, we'll give $2,000 together for the poor. And that was the offering, close to $2,000 last week. And there were four children were sponsored. Four orphan children were sponsored at the end of the service. I praise God, you know, for God, what God is doing through us. You know, when we think about giving, we don't want to be just talking about giving always, but God wants us to start giving. God wants us to be in action. And this morning, we are still continuing the doctrine of giving, and I'm going to deal with one of the most controversial topics of giving called the law of tithing. The law of tithing. You know, it's not an easy topic to deal with, and I just want you to be just, you know, focused. As we take this topic through the word of God. The law of tithing. You know, tithing is still found as necessary by some denominations. But there are other group of denominations of Christianity. They don't really talk about tithing. The reason is tithing is considered as a Old Testament phenomena. Old Testament requirement. They say that it is not really applicable for the New Testament. The commandments and the instruction we see about tithing in the Old Testament, we don't see much of them in the New Testament. So that group of people, they say that really tithing is not probably New Testament requirement. And they also say that after the cross, Jesus abolished all the Old Testament law. And tithing is one among them. That's the reason the New Testament church is no more under that bondage and we are not expected to give tithing. God. You know, these are a couple of reasons and arguments those denominations say why they are not tithing, where they are not preaching about tithing. But today my challenge is here to give you a right perspective of tithing and make a scriptural stand so that you will be able to understand what God wants you to do in a concerning tithing. You know, at times it becomes a personal requirement. I tithe one tenth, of, one tenth of my income because I believe that's what God wants me to do. It becomes a personal thing. So I require all of your attention this morning so that God may speak to you as we, as we are taken through these scriptures. So we'll spend little time in understanding the Old Testament requirements and then we'll come back to the New Testament. In the Old Testament, first tithe was given by Abraham. Scripture says, who gave one-tenth of his spoils when he was encountered, he encountered a mysterious person. Word of God says he's a priest, he's a king, and his name is Melchizedek. 
So Abraham, who was coming from a war field, and he's getting all his treasures, he's, all his plunders are collected, and he's bringing everything. And on his way, a mysterious being was standing there. He looks like a priest. He looks like a king. And one of what God says, his name is Melchizedek. And if you understand scriptures, you will realize he's a typo of Christ in the Old Testament. When he encountered him, Genesis chapter 14 verse 20 says, Abraham gave one-tenth of all the spoils to him. No one ever talked about tithe before Abraham. That word was not familiar to Abraham. But as we know, as we have been talking about, Abraham saw the God who was a giver. Abraham saw God, only God, and he understood, my God is a giver. He gave all the wealth to Abraham. He brought Abraham out of the idol worship, and he has been giving blessings to Abraham. And Abraham decided, I will start giving to my God. And Abraham gave one-tenth. 400 years later from the time of Abraham, God established his covenant with Moses, with the children of Israel, as they were coming out of Egypt, he commanded the Jews to give one-tenth of all their produce to support the priests and the Levites. Because, you know, priests and Levites, they were not supposed to receive the property. When, you know, they, they divided the land after the, you know, when they moved out, when they entered into Canaan, they divided the land among all 12 tribes. And God was very particular. Nothing should be given to priests and Levites. They need to live by faith. Let's turn to Numbers chapter 18, verses 20 and 21. Just can you just stay with me? Read, read the scripture with me. Numbers chapter 18, verses 20 and 21. Then the Lord said to Aaron, You shall have no inheritance in their land, nor shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the children of Israel. Verse 21. Behold, I have given the children of Levi and the tithes in Israel as an inheritance in return for the work which they perform the work of the tabernacle of meeting. So children of Israel were asked to bring all their tithes and tithes and give them to the Levites and the priests in the temple. That was the Old Testament law. One, one also read, want you to read with me Deuteronomy chapter 14 verses 22 to 29. Let's go to understand what scripture talks about concerning tithing. We are talking about the doctrine of giving. And here we are trying to understand what really Old Testament says concerning tithe deuteronomy chapter 14 verses 22 to 29 listen to this you shall truly tithe all the increase of your grain that the field produces year by year and you shall eat before the lord your god in the place where he chooses to make his name abide the tithe of your grain and your new wine and your oil of the firstborn of your herds and your flocks that you may learn to fear the lord your god always but if the journey is too long for you, so that you are not able to carry the tithe, or if the place where the Lord your God chooses to put his name is too far from you, when the Lord your God has blessed you, then you shall, you shall exchange it for money. Take the money in your hand and go to that place. If they cannot, cannot carry their animals and cannot carry their producers, God is telling them to exchange it for money. We are reading from Deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 26. And you shall spend that money... For whatever your heart desires, 
for oxen or sheep for wine or sm- uh, similar drink for whatever your heart desires you shall eat there before the lord your god and you shall rejoice you and your household you shall not forsake the levite who is within your gates for he has no part or no inheritance with you verse 28 and the end at the end of every third year you shall bring out the tithe of your produce of that year and store it up within your gates and the levites because he has no portion nor inheritance within you with you and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow who are within your gates may come and eat and be satisfied that the lord your god may bless you in all the work of your hand which you do it was a very strict commandment given to moses in the book of numbers and deuteronomy that we read we talked about the abrahamic covenant that Abraham made a covenant with God by giving one tenth now we came to Moses covenant that Moses making a covenant with the Lord God and with the children of Israel saying that one tenth will be given to you now we are going to fast forward to thousands plus years the prophet Malachi God charged God asked prophet Malachi to speak to prophesy and the God was charging against Israel and the priesthood of Israel saying that you have broken the covenant you have not brought tithe to my house and in fact he was saying that you are robbing god because you did not give tithe to the priests and the levites so malachi was challenging the children of israel there he is saying that repent and bring all your tithes and offerings to the storehouse to the church to the temple of god and see whether god is not blessing you if you do that Now we throw out the Old Testament in many different places. We see God instructing children of Israel to tithe. The purpose of tithing is from the portion that we read Deuteronomy 14:23. Deuteronomy 14:23. There is a purpose of tithing. If you any of you have TLB, the Living Bible, just reading it from there. The purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your lives. Did you listen to me? Scripture says the purpose of tithe. KJV says that thou mayest learn to fear the Lord thy God always. The purpose of tithe is to learn to fear God always. As the living Bible says the purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put god first in your lives when you teach your children to tithe what they get you know some of our ch- children when they grow up they go for temporary work they go for hourly paid work teach them to bring tithe to give tithe one tenth to god and god says what of god says the purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put god first we are not concluding it now hold on these thoughts let's take you through the new testament and see what word of god says just hold on to these thoughts in the new testament testament we don't really read that many instructions as we read in the old testament concerning tithe even jesus did not talk much about tithe neither the apostles so under the new covenant we are not really obligated to give tithe we are not really bound by any arbitrary law of giving 
But suddenly under the New Testament, we are obligated to give to God. Let's repeat that again. In the New Testament, we are not really bound, we are not really obligated to give tithe, but we are obligated to give to God. Being said that, I mean, that, that opens up a wide range of giving. In the Old Testament, they come there, bring all their one-tenth, give it to the Levites and the priests, and they go. They receive the blessings of God. But in the New Testament, there are scriptures, but then it's not very you know, forced upon a New Testament believer that you need to give tithe. But it is forced to give to God. We are obligated to give to God. Many scriptures says that we need to give. Jesus said, you need to give. You need to give. And then only you will receive. It's better to give than to receive. There are many scriptures. Think about the widow. Who was coming to the temple of God with two mites in her hand. And she put the two mites in the offering box. And Jesus appreciated her. 100% tithing. 100% tithing. A young rich ruler came to Lord Jesus and said, Lord, you are so great. You are a good teacher. Tell me what can I do in order to inherit the eternal life? You know what Jesus said? Go and sell all that you have. Give it to the poor. Then follow me. He was not willing to do that. 100% tithing. 100% tithing. So if you ask me, is there a biblical you know, obligation that we should give 10% in the New Testament? Answer is no. There's no obligation under New Covenant. However, God wants us to give to the church that is found in Scripture. I just want to quote two scriptures. 1 Corinthians 16.2 Here Paul says in 1 Corinthians 16.2 On the first day of the week, collect tithes and offerings on the first day of the week, let each one of you lay aside something, storing up as he may prosper. On the first day of the week, first thing you bring to God, keep something aside so that he may prosper, that there be no collection when I come. You know, Paul comes and he preaches in the churches, so the offering is already collected. He, doesn't, he didn't want to waste time in you know, collecting offering there. It's already done. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 5 through 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 5 through 8. He says, Paul writes, Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare your generous gift beforehand, which you had previously promised, that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. In New Testament, giving is, should come out as a matter of generosity, not a kind of obligation. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Verse 8, And God is able to make all grace abounding towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance in every, for every good work. In the New Testament, there is a strong, there is a strong, you know, you know, uh, strong, you know uh, requirement that we need to give to God. 
Now, in order to understand the New Testament context, I think it's not enough what I said fully. We need to really go back to the first instance where tithing was given. And we need to ask this question. Why tithing was instituted first as a covenant and in what way it is relevant to me? When Abraham gave tithe to Lord God, to that Melchizedek, the high priest, the type of Christ in the Old Testament, Theophany, you know why that happened in the Old Testament? We need to ask that question and we read that from Genesis 3. In chapter Genesis chapter 3, Scripture talks about the fall of men. Listen to me now. In a man sinned. When man sinned, he was given the Garden of Eden to enjoy all the blessings in his life. When man sinned, he could not continue the unconditional blessings that God pronounced in his life. It was a very perfect world. And Abraham was blessing, sorry, Adam and Eve, they were all enjoying, experiencing all the blessings in the Garden of Eden. And when they sinned, God had to send them out. The reason God had to send them out, if God would have kept them in the Garden of Eden, they will continue to live in sin. And they will continue to have fellowship with God. And they will live forever because there was a tree called Tree of Life. If they would have got access to the Tree of Life after sinning, they would have lived in their sin forever. So God sent them out. And God pronounced curse over the ground. Now listen to me very carefully. This is the key for our understanding. Now when they were in the Garden of Eden, they were enjoying all the unconditional covenant blessings that God, Lord God made with them. When they came out of the garden, they couldn't experience the blessing. The only fact, the very fact is that the ground was cursed by God. And the ground, giving stop, ground stopped bringing all the blessings in their lives. It became a curse in fact. But in, when you come to Genesis 12, God is making a promise to Abraham, saying that I will bless you. How the blessing is going to come there? The ground was cursed, and how Abraham is going to be blessed? That's where Abraham was very careful to make that covenant with the Lord God. God said, I will bless you and you will be a blessing to the nations. So in order to inherit the blessings of Abraham, the curse need to be removed. But God all in all his mercy, he established that covenant with Abraham. We read that in Genesis chapter 14. When he encountered Melchizedek, the very first covenant concerning tithe, was established. Shall we read that scriptures? Genesis chapter 14. We also get that in the screen. We are trying to understand the Old Testament requirement of tithing and see how it is relevant to my life today. Genesis chapter 14 verses 18 and through 20. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of the God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your, your enemies into your hand. And Abraham gave him a tithe of all. The moment Abraham realized that he is, one who is standing there is not an ordinary man, He's a high priest. 
is the messiah who is standing in front of him abraham voluntarily gave 10 percentage to god you know when the tithe was exchanged the covenant of blessing was made between abraham and god you know always covenant is made when things are exchanged and abraham was exchanging the one tenth the tithe and when the tithe was exchanged that covenant was made with the lord god the tithe that he gave that reverted back the curse which was pronounced on the ground when he gave tithe to god the curse was removed the curse was removed and abraham was blessed by god 430 years later as god found it was necessary to give make a law concerning tithing because they were not giving anything to god so god decided to make a law and gave it to moses and moses established that law in deuteronomy chapter 14 we will not read there now we need to ask the same question that we need to be asked with abraham why tithing was established as a law and in what way tithing is relevant to me today now listen to this when christ died at the cross he broke all the curses of the law you know we know that when christ died at the cross he broke all the curses but tithing even though it wasn't part of a law tithing was established for 30 years before moses that covenant was not part of the law you know when jesus died at the cross he undone all the law which was given to moses but not the covenant of tithing the covenant of tithing was made by god with abraham you know whatever law fulfilled christ fulfilled it at the cross but tithing was a covenant even before that now listen to this now when a man is sin man sinned the land was cursed now we say that christ's crucifixion removes the curse now we need to understand this very carefully you know because that's a theology that is going around which is not really appropriate it's not really proper not correct everyone is saved on the face of this earth everyone is healed on the face of this earth just because christ died for you at the cross that's true but in order to experience healing in order to experience salvation in our lives we need to appropriate what christ did at the cross we need to bring that what he did at the cross and we need to apply that in our lives to experience salvation not everybody is saved not everybody is healed healing takes place when we believe the work precious work that jesus did at the cross and the words which speak about healing which says you know by your by my stripes you are healed when you believe those scriptures believe the precious blood that is shed at the cross believe that you know jesus broke the curse the sickness at the cross healing happens to our body not to everybody but jesus died at the cross to everybody for everybody in the same way the curse is broken at the cross but now it is up to us to choose blessing or curse if you read deuteronomy chapter 28 the first portion of deuteronomy 28 talks about the blessings if you listen to the my voice i will bless you i will bless you the second half of deuteronomy 28 it talks about curses if you do not listen to my voice these are the curses will come upon your life now it is up to us 
to take whether blessing or curse now if we take blessing we follow god we listen to his voice we want to be blessed now when that happens in our lives the law which was written by moses and which jesus destroyed at the cross now the curse is destroyed at the cross the blessing comes in our lives when we are willing to obey the voice of god and when that we come into that understanding in you know, what we are talking about regarding tithing that becomes a blessing to our lives you know when we give to god when we obey his voice that brings material blessing that brings prosperity in our lives and that overrides the work of satan that overrides the world financial system the world financial system is crashing anyway when we obey the voice of god when we decide to choose blessings in our lives and when we give tithe to god when we give offerings to god the blessings of god will override all our financial systems you know that's the reason even today blessings of god comes to us when we are careful to obey the voice of god that means you know sometimes we get into the mood of okay we give one tenth to god anyway god needs tithe and just we do whatever we want we will not be able to experience that blessing because Deuteronomy first portion says if you listen to the voice of god if we do what god wants us to do when we do that and when we give that enables the blessings of god in our lives we talked about abrahamic covenant we talked about messiah covenant concerning tithing let's see what jesus says it's very interesting if you turn with me to matthew chapter 23 we'll be done very soon matthew chapter 23 jesus looking at the pharisees and this is what jesus is saying matthew chapter 23 verse 23 i'm going to read again from the living bible matthew chapter 23 verse 23 he says yes oh upon you pharisees and you other religious leaders hypocrites for you tithe down to the last mint leaf in your garden you tighten everything you know they are very very religiousistic they tithe even if you give them you know uh, one one bottle of salt they take that one tenth of salt and give it to god they were tithing very precisely in everything and jesus was calling them you hypocrite for you tithe the down to the last mint leaf in your garden but ignore the important things tithing alone will not stand as we talked about mosaic law reverting the mosaic law the cross breaking that law at the cross we need to listen to his voice and when we give it works exactly that's what jesus is saying pharisees you are the religious leaders hypocrites for you tithe down to the last mint leaf in your garden but ignore the important things justice and mercy and faith they are much more important than tithing and he says yes you should tithe but you shouldn't leave the more important things and then here jesus says these art you have done it's good that you are tithing so jesus here we see he is endorsing tithing it's good that you are doing it but do not leave the much more important things it's not all about tithing 
You know, today we do not, we should not get into the mentality of giving to God, ex- expecting a miracle. No, we may not get miracles. We may not bless, get blessings. Because the word of God doesn't say that. Word of God comes with a condition always saying that you need to listen to my voice and you give. If Pharisees would have given to their tithe after doing justice, after showing mercy and having faith in Lord Jesus Christ, that would have been a blessing for them, but they did not do that. So Jesus is saying that you tithe and also you don't leave the important things. Let's turn to Hebrews 7, chapter, eight, chapter 7, verse 8. The writer of Hebrews says, here mortal men receive tithes, but there, they receive, there he received them of whom it is witness that he leaves. The writer of Hebrews says, in this world, mortal men receive tithe. But when Abraham tithed, he gave tithe to the one who lives forever, to Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 7, chapter 7, verse 22. Scripture says, by so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. We cannot dismiss the old covenant. But now Jesus is giving them better terms. They are all built over the old covenant. I'll explain that in in a little later. Now being said all this, I cannot really discount tithe as the Old Testament law. Because let's look into the prophet Malachi what he says. The book of Malachi he talks about tithe. And the way the tithe is embedded in that, in, in, that, in that prophetical book is what I just want to highlight to you this morning. Malachi talks about tithing and the way the tithing scriptures are embedded. He's making an announcement of John the Baptist. By the way, you all remember Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament. And after that, New Testament. And God is speaking through Malachi and he is giving a warning about tithing. If you do not tithe, you are robbing me. For whom? I don't think it's for the backward. I think it's forward. Being Malachi being the last book of Old Testament. And the way those scriptures are embedded in chapter 1 and 2, Malachi and Malachi identified the sin of the Jews, especially including their priesthood. They were all sinning. Chapter 1 and 2, he talks about, there are four chapters in the book of Malachi. Chapter 1 and 2, he talks about all the kind of sins that is going on in the church and among Jews. And in chapter 3, he prophesied about the coming messenger that is about John the Baptist. And also he says a couple of scriptures about the Messiah, the King, the the Lord God who is about to come. Now in chapter 3, verse 2 and 3, he also talks about second coming of the Lord. Listen to this. It's an Old Testament book, but it is written to the future. He's talking about the second coming of the Lord. Verses 2 and 3 in the book in chapter 3, Malachi. Now, come with me to Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 to 11. We are going to read that scriptures. He talked about John the Baptist. He talked about the coming Messiah. And he talked about the second coming of the Lord. Now, if you can turn with me to chapter 3, Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 through 11. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, in what way we have robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with the curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me not in this, sorry, 
try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Since Malachi prophesied, I cannot really believe that it is for Old Testament. I am forced to believe that it is for the New Testament. And Malachi put it such a strong with such a strong words saying that you are robbing God if you don't give tithe. That Jesus don't need to talk about it. All the apostles, they don't need to talk about it anymore. Even Paul doesn't require to talk about it because Malachi nailed it very strongly saying that if you do not tithe, you're robbing me. And again, if you ask me, is it an obligation, is it an obligation in, the Old Testament, in the New Testament to tithe? I would say no. It's not an obligation. But God expects you to give to God. And that may not be 10 percentage. That may be more. That may be much more. We can't limit really to tithe. You know, I hear families who are sitting here, if I ask you, how much you give to God? I'm sure some of those families, they give close to 20 percentage, close to 25 percentage to the work of God. God is blessing them. God is lifting them up. Now chapter 3, verse 16, he talks about book of remembrance. When God is going to open the book of remembrance, that when we talk to each other, scripture says God is recording every conversation. That we need to be careful what we talk. God is recording every discussion, every argument. And he's going to open up that book, that book of remembrance. It's in the future. So Malachi is prophesying there about tithe concerning the future. And Malachi chapter 4, it is the great day of the Lord. The great judgment that is going to come upon the land. And Malachi is talking about something which is futuristic. Malachi warning about we are robbing God. As I said, it was so strong that Jesus did not talk anything about it, not much about it. Now, finally, to, you know, we are closing to conclude now. God really doesn't demand a fixed amount of money in the New Testament. Now, if anybody says that God needs you to give tithe in the New Testament, it may be wrong. God doesn't really fix. If Jesus would have said that, you need to give tithe, you know, probably we would have believed that right now. But Jesus did not say anything about tithe. But there are scriptures around, as I said, I put most of the scriptures in front of you this morning. But God wants us to give from the heart. At the same time, you know, we need to know that God is a giver and he expects us to give. Now, under the new covenant, our salvation, listen to this very carefully. Under the new covenant, our salvation does not depend on the Ten Commandments. If you follow all Ten Commandments correctly, as a New Testament believer, you can't go to heaven. You can't go to heaven. You know, that's the difference it makes. Under the new covenant, our salvation really doesn't depend on following Ten Commandments. We are saved once we believe the work that Jesus Christ did at the cross. And we know that he rose from the dead. And we accept him as, as my Lord. I am saved. That's what scripture says. All that I need to do is I need to just believe in him. But that doesn't mean that it is not necessary to follow the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments cannot save us. But once we are saved, if you do not follow Ten Commandments, 
you lose your salvation. Ten Commandments cannot save us. But once we are saved, we need to follow the Ten Commandments. If you do not follow the Ten Commandments, you will lie, you will murder, you will do adultery. You cannot enter into heaven. Just as simple as that. In the same way, under the new covenant, we are not obligated to tithing. But we are obligated to give. But tithing helps me to maintain a minimum level of giving to my God. We cannot say that I don't want to tithe. We can say that I don't want to tithe, but we cannot say that I don't want to give. But then how do we give? Tithing really helps me to maintain that minimum amount that I need to give to God. Someone said this like this. Tithing is like a training wheels of a tricycle. You know, when it comes to giving, it's intended to help you just really get started giving. You know, when your children, when a, when a child is driving a tricycle, there are two extra wheels. Those two extra wheels will help the child to you know, get started. Tithing is in the same way. When I start giving 10%, it helps me to give to God. It helps me to get started. And how do you know that we can take off those training wheels? At times, you know, children, they grow up, they start pedaling very quickly, very fast. And those two extra wheels are, you know, kind of dragging them down. Now it is time to take those wheels off. You start giving, and you start giving more, God starts blessing you. And you would like to give more than 10, 10%, remove those wheels. They were just helping you to get started, but you don't need that. How do you know when to stop tithing? When you start giving more than 10%. You know, tithing is a very bad ceiling. But it is a very good floor. It's a very good floor for anyone to start giving to God. Tithing is also an act of faith. At the first of the month, beginning of the month, when we get the salary, we take the one-tenth of one tenth, keep one tenth aside. And God is able to take you through with the 90 percentage during the entire week, during the entire month. If we listen to the voice of God, and if we make that covenant, come in the covenant relationship with God. You know, when we tithe, when we tithe, we are reminding God the covenant relationship that he made with Abraham. What was the covenant relationship? I will bless you. I will make you a blessing. Abraham gave tithe to God so that curse was rewarded. Now, when you tithe God, you remind God about the Abrahamic covenant so that the blessing will come true in our lives. Now, finally, to summarize, in the Old Testament, tithing was a covenant made by man with God to reward the curse pronounced on the earth by Lord God. In the Old Testament, tithing was a law established by Lord God to govern the people of Israel. In the book of Malachi, God is asking us to test him by giving one-tenth, bringing the one-tenth to the storehouse, to the church of God, to the temple of God, and see if God, is not, God will not bless you by opening the windows of heaven. In the New Testament, every time when we exchange tithe to God, we reactivate the covenant blessing that God made with Abraham. God promised to Abraham. When Christ died at the cross, you know, he broke the curse of the law. But he did not really dismantle the covenant that God made with man. 
Because the covenant, as I said, it was made 430 years before the law was given. Jesus Christ stripped the law when he died at the cross. But the covenant that he made with God remains the same. As I said, under the New Testament, New Covenant, we are not really obligated to give 10%. But tithing helps us to maintain the minimum level of giving. Under the New Covenant, the expectation of giving you know, you know, varies. As I said, 10% being the minimum. And as Jesus spoke to that widow, as Jesus spoke to that young rich ruler, tithing even can go up to 100% in our lives. You know, God made it so personal. At times, God demands in our lives. You know, that's the reason we say that do not restrict your hands at 10%. Because at times, God may demand in your life that God expects you to give more. I can't preach about it. I can't preach saying that you need to give 15%, you need to give 20%. I cannot do it because it's personal. It becomes personal. At times, God wants you to, you know, give to God more because that's the way probably God wants to bless you. But find out the way God is leading you and treating you and give it to God accordingly to receive such a blessing. Tithing is an act of faith that enables God to open the windows of heaven and pour out supernatural blessings. You know, when we deal with the scriptures, they are all supernatural. We are living, we are serving a God who is a supernatural God. And when Abraham saw that, he saw that miracles of God in his life in a supernatural way. In a supernatural way. When Joseph, he saw everything in a supernatural way. Our God is a supernatural God. You know, even today, men and women, they believe in the supernatural God. And they extend their hands to give to God. And they receive such a supernatural blessing. And this morning, I think I have given most of the scriptures to you from the word of God concerning tithing. God may speak to you. Let's close our eyes. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.